chasing Curlingus and like honestly bringing up the very real, um, very real issue of spicy food before queer femme sex. <laughs> that's that's that a real seems, thing. Yeah, that seems actually real bad. Like if that happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to it, scrub your lips with some dove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the body chills. Hello, and you're watching Black by Reality, a place for Black by baddies and those who love us. Today we're talking about episode five of And Just Like That. Um, we got a little bit of Halloween. So if you're watching on YouTube, you see I got some makeup going, some witchy makeup. I tried to get a little smoky, a little blue, and my witch hat and everything, you know. We're doing costumes over here with the theme, so can't wait to see Aramide and her costume. But first, um, if you listen to us, that's great. We love you. On YouTube, though, you can get all of our episodes and watch us as we talk about these episodes. Also, I have a YouTube-only series called TV to Table. I basically um, cook up recipes inspired by the shows we cover and yeah so check that out if you haven't that's it now bringing in arami day hi y'all hi i'm not really super in thing but i do have a whitney houston shirt so i feel like it kind of counts <laughs> wait wait rami day you showed up to this podcast without a costume okay so first of all i didn't know this was going to be halloween themed and i'm in jamaica on vacation so i literally had to go digging around my, my bag to see what i could do i don't know this is very <laughs> miranda of you honestly um i i'm offended i'm, offended. I'm so sorry but it's the best <laughs> that i could do on like one minute notice and i was like okay well <laughs> I'll put this if you say so if you say so um first thoughts about this this episode i enjoyed this episode a lot more i think than i've enjoyed past ones it felt much more in line with sex in the city um it was fun it was funny it's interesting because we so rarely get to see them celebrate holidays sex in the city they never actually gave us a timeline of what was happening that year but this is clearly fall it's october so it was nice to see those things thrown in there as well that's true. This episode starts with Miranda waking up at a 5 a.m. Loud alarm. Che is a little grumpy um, about waking up so early, but we're finding out Miranda now goes, leaves Miranda, uh, leaves Che's apartment at 5 a.m. to go home, wake up Brady, or else he's going to sleep all day and cook him breakfast. And then she goes all the way back uptown to Columbia. So if you're not from New York, you don't know. Uh, che lives around Hudson Yards, which is around 34th Street mm-hmm. in Manhattan. Miranda leaves um, Manhattan at 5 a.m. to go back to Brooklyn, which is fur- much further down. It's a different borough. Yeah, cooks him this grown man breakfast and then takes the train all the way back uptown to 110th Street where Columbia, 116th Street where Columbia is. Yep. This is hell. This is and ridiculous. It's so annoying because Che is is also very annoyed, which I would be too. But Che is like, oh, I had I didn't go to sleep until four o'clock in the morning, and it's like, 
your relationship isn't working, Miranda. Why are you trying to force this? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's getting to the point of like, oh, they have different lifestyles, which we definitely knew. Mm-hmm. We definitely knew Miranda was not living the same lifestyle as a comedian. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this makes sense that this would be an issue. I just can't believe she's insisting on cooking Brady breakfast, but that grown, grown man now. They're trying to make him get up. Like I get you don't want to go to school, but what are you doing? You don't have a job. You don't. We still haven't had this conversation. So like, go walk a dog. Do something. Do something. Uh, Miranda does get home. She carves a pumpkin, so we know it's fall. And you know she she's still trying to make this feel like a home. So fair. Uh, we know she has a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. Carrie and Miranda they're now walking to. Charlotte's fundraiser. We got a lot of fun costumes. I saw the queen in the back with all her little <laughs> corgis. Um, Miranda's not with a costume, though. And Carrie is Helen Gurley Brown of Cosmopolitan, even though everyone just assumes she's dressed as herself. First of all, as she says, Carrie would never wear bows in her hair. She's no. never worn boards ever. And her hair is so 70s. Like, she's clearly dressed up and people are hating it. She has a 17 magazine. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Miranda's just lucky that she that everyone that she's there because she's yeah. exhausted. She's like barely living on one hour of sleep. So I mm-hmm. thought that this was like such a cute scene to see them go and support Charlotte for this fundraiser that has nothing to do with them. <laughs> no, they don't have any young children? They sure don't. Um, they meet up with Charlotte. They also can't tell that she is in a costume, but it makes more sense. Like you said, when Harry stands next to her, he has uh, gorgeous locks, brown locks, <laughs> a big uh, 70s glasses. And yeah, they are the couple from the Americans. I loved it. I It was so fun to see Harry and Charlotte be like light and fun. And Charlotte insisting that, because the costume was really good when you still saw them together. But at first, Charlotte just looked like, why are you dressed like this? Like, yeah. She looks very regular. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was really, really brilliant because they're clearly obsessed with the Americans. Like, they're years late, but they're obsessed. Yes. I, I do need to end up seeing it. I covered the Americans, like, big finale when I was still a reporter in New York. And I was like, it, it seems like a great show. Everyone's mm-hmm. very excited. I just not haven't gotten there yet. Um, so I love what they end up doing later with this. Um, meanwhile, LTW's there, but she is getting it on the dance floor with Anthony. She's Frankenstein's bride. Anthony's the devil. Like, just the dance moves that are going on in this scene. Loved it. Um, Herbert, though, does not have a costume. Herbert wants to be a party pooper now. And... The thing is, okay, so LTW brought this on herself. Herbert said he did not want to run for Comptroller because it wasn't the right season. Their kids still are very needy. Like, LTW has a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And he gets there. He sees her dancing with Anthony and is like, this is inappropriate, essentially. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be, like, a politician's wife. Like, we have to keep things very respectable. And it's like, she's in a thick Bride of Frankenstein costume. There's literally no skin showing. She's dancing with Anthony, mm-hmm. who's like, first of all, 12 feet shorter than LTW. And like, they're just <laughs> having a good time. They're not touching in any way. 
No. It was ridiculous. I was I was so over this entire conversation. I think it's just the devil aspect. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I didn't our, our country right now is so wild and so many people want to lean on Christianity as the reason for like their absurd politics. So I think he's just trying to dodge that. But yeah, I'm just like Herbert, I don't want this from you. Don't don't be like this. Um so yeah. But after that whole party, Rock runs home the next day. Apparently they were skating in the park and some strange man comes up and is like, you want a model? And gave the card. Charlotte sees the card. She's excited. She's like, nah, this is a real card from Ralph Lauren. Herbert, though, is like, who's Harry, the strange not Herbert. Man? Oh, sorry, Harry. Harry is like, who's the strange man? And mm-hmm. what does he want with my child? I definitely got Harry's hesitation because, like, there's a lot of trafficking and a lot of things going on. But the the man did give, I don't know if it's appropriate to approach a child with a card, but it doesn't seem like the man interacted with Rock any further. It was yeah. just like, have your parent call me. So, like, Charlotte's like, no, this is a legitimate card. It's embossed. It's engraved. Like, I'm going to call to see about it. And I was like, yeah, she's doing further investigation as you do as a parent. But mm-hmm. Harry was, like, adding me adamantly against it which I couldn't understand it's not like the man was like trying to tell Rock to come with them um in a car or something like that like I just thought Harry did way exact like way too much like I was over him yeah I feel like they could have leaned harder into it and him bringing up like the American subplot to be Mm -hmm. like yeah he's way too deep in this show that he's seeing like spies and espionage everywhere um but I still like how uh where this goes um and of course charlotte has to make a comment that she used to model at the mall and guess what she wore ralph lauren no charlotte is hype like this is her thing this is such a charlotte is such a stage mom and now that like rock which is such a surprise her most surprising kid being like a model this is her shit like she's eating this up this is like she this is her moment her time to shine like she's she was made for this Yes. Honestly. Yes. Honestly. You have Yosima and Naya. They go to the bar because previously Naya was complaining about not being able to meet any men, and so Sima was like, "Look, honey, you go to the five five star hotels, sit in that bar. These men got money. You already know that. So it's just about finding everything else." Um. And yeah, a man approaches Sima. He's keep bringing up this gin drink and he brings it up to Seema and Seema's just like what's going on? Because like no one knows about this drink. Turns out he's a rep so he's working and being mm-hmm. annoying. Um, but it seems to work. That You know, Seema's like he's I'll play. charming enough. Yeah, he's charming enough. There's a lot, going, there's a lot of characters as we see. Um, and Carrie's kind of just sitting there and then as well, Naya gets approached by this guy who looks exactly like the black guy that Samantha dated briefly in Second City Season 3. The oh tall black guy with the earring. He looks exactly like this man. Okay. Like, this is the same man. Um, but the man is very attractive. Like He approaches Naya and she like gets her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Carrie is kind of just sitting there like the awkward little third wheel. But she doesn't seem to be bothered. Like she's not. not. She's just there as like a friendship support. She's drinking her drink and she'll know when it's time for her to make her exit. 
Yeah, she's about to play Wordle, and that's enough for her. Yeah. Um, Sima goes home with the gin rep, and things are getting hot and heavy. You know, they're trying to tear each other's clothes off. Then he he makes it known that he suffers from ED, so he needs a little help to get lifted. Mm-hmm. And that help is a pump. And Sima is just sitting there watching, like, okay. This whole storyline made me scream. I thought it was so good <laughs> and so clever. So my thing was like I appreciated him being upfront with her and not making her feel crazy. So she's like, you know what? This is progressive. He's talking about it. He's obviously not ashamed. Like mm-hmm. he's like, you know, this man got to pumping up his thing, like his penis. Baby, I scream. Like after <laughs> that, there's no way I would have been able to kept keep a straight face in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like he lit it was like it was like if you pump up a little balloon at a, mm-hmm. at a party or something. He went to town, sweetheart. Like Yes. <laughs> I lived. I lived and, and Sam was trying to just be like, you know, she's so regal and like so together. Yeah. Ooh, it was funny to me. And Edie is not funny, and I appreciate him being upfront about it yeah it yeah. took me to the king like yeah they were did. definitely playing it for laughs so no need to like feel bad about laughing i think realistically if you wanted to keep the mood going you would just leave the room yeah you would go to the bathroom or something even with queer couples like sometimes it's sometimes you have to like put on things and it could be a whole workaround mm-hmm. and people talk about whether that like downs the mood or not I don't think so but it's mm-hmm. like if you really feel some type of way go into the bathroom but this guy was I guess he was loud and proud with his his pumping which just really made me think of blood pressure honestly <laughs> my hypertension oh <laughs> but the sound of it it's literally that's like they put on the blood pressure cup in yeah. the doctor that's how it was but see it was like a good sport and she and the guy proceeds to have sex which she later calls b plus sex so which is pretty good mm-hmm. pretty good um Che meanwhile is at home smoking laughing it up with friends but then we find out Miranda's in the bedroom trying to sleep and it's not happening and it's like 4 a.m 3 a.m and Che has I mean Miranda has to get up in like two hours so like this is super annoying I think the issue here is neither one of I think I want to even say neither one. I think Miranda was trying to be considerate of Che. Mm-hmm. When she got up and she tried not to wake them up, she ended up waking them up because she banged her toe into something. Mm-hmm. Um, but Che's clearly not being considerate of Miranda. And obviously this is Che's apartment. They're allowed to have as many people as they want over. Mm-hmm. But it's just like very rude. It very much gave me college when you had like a really inconsiderate roommate. Like they could be doing better at this, but mm-hmm. it's like... It's so weird because they're a couple, but they aren't doing, like, the merging of life Mm -hmm. that couples do. Like, you're not being so chummy and all of that with your husband, which we just don't, don't acknowledge in this episode. Like, that's never happened. Like, where's Lyle? Like, whenever does Miranda just, like, drop something? How do we not unpack? One thing that queer couples do is that especially like women loving women like Che's not a woman but you know 
I feel like they would be the type, those two, to, like, unpack and, like, almost spend too much time mm-hmm. unpacking what the heck just happened. But no, we're just on a new, on a new episode. We're, we're going to forget about that. I think Che is just, like, basking in this new phase of their life, which they, they deserve. They worked really hard. Yeah. And I think they've also, I'm not sure how, like, recent they've become non-binary or like starting mm-hmm. to identify as non-binary so that might be a thing mm-hmm. they're just kind of reveling in this like really um authentic stage in their life so I'm not sure what's going on but it ain't working it is yeah. not working it's very painful to watch yeah I I feel like the Che character is so similar to Sarah Ramirez's journey at least how they talk about it that I imagine the same time that Sarah Ramirez came out as non-binary as maybe when Che also came out. Because they even said, I've waited 40-something years. Mm. Um, Sarah Ramirez, um, they came out as bisexual in 2016, came out as non-binary in 2020. So very recent. That's very, very recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... So yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. They obviously can see it's not working. Um, Nia, the next morning, she's leaving someone's home, the bald man that she picked up, and she happy. Uh, Carrie talks to Seema on their walk on the phone, and Seema talks about the pump, and Carrie's so shocked she stops in the bike lane and then boom, she runs into um, a cyclist and we see, I knew from his voice. Did you know who this was by his voice? No, I didn't. I, I watched too much of what this guy does that I'm like, wait a minute. I know who this is. It is Mariska Hargitay's husband, Peter Herman, who has been on Blue Bloods, which I wrote so much about a showbiz cheat sheet and uh younger which i did watch i do still need to finish though and yeah he he says he has a hurt wrist he's giving her a lot of a lot of guff about Mm. what just happened she keeps being like i'm a new yorker i know better (laughs) i swear and (laughs) she um understandably offers to take him to the nearest urgent care which apparently the olsen twins have gone to on on 14th street this is such a new york thing to do because i've done that before where you're like so bike lanes are still relatively new in new york they're not like super new but they're like three to five years old i've been there for 15 years and you sometimes forget and i'm very dramatic so i would yell and scream what in the phone and stop as well and the guy tries to avoid her which is why he falls like crushes his wrist and and carrie's understandably like horrified that she's Mm -hmm. caused all this to happen so she's being to me overly kind like i would have been like (laughs) oh, like, I'm so sorry, and then, like, beat feet the fuck up out of there. But she's like, no, like, let me help you. Like, let me take you to the urgent care. And when they're sitting, um, you know, Carrie starts filling out the paperwork for him because her wrist, and we find out his name is George. He's single. He has a business partner that she mistaken says, like, partner, partner. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, it's not like that. Um, They're working on a new app 
to launch it. And so a lot of frantic energy, especially with the partner actually calling him and being like, what the heck is going on? He does not care that this man might have a broken wrist. He's like, I need you to get on duty. Um, so, and also Carrie realizes that they have similar addresses on different streets. Mm-hmm. So they do. And finally, like the man is seen like in the urgent care. And Carrie like waits for him, which is so kind, I think. Like that I thought at that kind. point it was you super overall. Yeah, like she went and saw about him. Like he's okay. He's a very beautiful, attractive man. He's like very tall and all this. He seems like a nice guy, but like in New York, I don't ever want to be in anyone's business like that. He can walk, she got into urgent care. She did his paperwork for him. That's more than enough, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, she was very kind. She sat around waiting for this man until he was seen and like checked out. And his wrist was, in fact, broken, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately and they put him on like Percocet I was not okay when he said Mm -hmm. Percocet I was like oh no baby oh no this is not the road but I know it's like a real painkiller so whatever (laughs) meanwhile oh and we forgot when he goes to pay his card is declined Yeah, and at first I was like Carrie you better not pay for anything so she doesn't thankfully but she stands around awkwardly until he like finds a new card. So obviously this yeah. man like is a little shaky financially for his big age yeah. and he seems to not be ready to launch this new app in two days just when, when it's due. Right. So the guilt is still there with that mm. that um, declined card. Charlie and Rock back home are cooking up a storm. So she tells Harry that this, this is legit and that they're going to do this um, Harry's still not feeling it. He's like, what if they use like these pictures for nefarious reasons? And Charlotte's just like, chill out. I'm going to go instead of you. So that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting way to handle like a conflict. I'm not a parent, obviously, but it's clear that Harry doesn't agree. I wish that Charlotte would have kind of like talked him down. But he's, he's being, in my opinion, unreasonable. Yes. Um, yeah, it just it was so ridiculous. And she's the rock is really excited about this and Charlotte's over the moon about this. And it's obviously like it her like Charlotte Charlotte's going to go with Rock. So it's not like they're sending Rock off into this weird like studio by by themselves or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think again that like the Charlotte and Harry of it all is sitcom. This is a yeah. sitcom storyline and i'm for it i think it works uh i will say going back carrie and seema do talk on the phone about everything that's been going on seema says they're both pushovers because seema is going to see pump guy again um and yeah carrie's doing the most about wrist guy Mm -hmm. so yeah I know it's hard out here, especially the older you get, you know, men are married off, they're like old, they're dying or whatever. Sorry, that made me a bit much, but like, yeah, let's have some standards about ourselves, ladies. You're both so fabulous. They no are. one needs to be pumping things up and like, like Carrie does the absolute most for this man, like the absolute most, and it could not be me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Naya tells Miranda about her first one night stand. She glowing. She happy because she's only been with like two men before this. 
Uh, Miranda, she's complaining about the not sleeping. So Naya's like, look, Andre is not here using his studio. You can sleep there until Steve finds a new place. And Miranda, we later find out, has no clue when Steve is going to get that new place because she still feels like she can't ask him a question. And Carrie is like, you need to effing ask him something because this is ridiculous. It's like it's been mm-hmm. months. It's now October. And it doesn't, knowing Steve, it, he probably ain't looked for nothing. Like, yeah. That's yeah. Just um, but my thing is, you can't let somebody, because you feel bad, ruin your life. Mm-hmm. And Naya and Miranda being roommates, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know either. I don't know either. I will say it's very interesting that they do really keep putting off Steve and Miranda having a real conversation. Um, I think where things go with Shay and Miranda, that might open some things up for Mm -hmm. a real conversation. I agree. Yeah. So, um... Oh my God. You skipped LTW going home and Herbert being dressed as George Washington. How did I do that? Oh, yeah. There's a, a huge callback to um, <laughs> Hamilton because he played George Washington in Hamilton. Yeah. But what I loved about that, see, LTW was like, listen, I understand you're doing this comic controller thing, but you don't control shit around here. Yes. So keep it yes. cute. But you can yes. tell that's going to be a huge conflict going forward. It but it was also something that LCW brought upon herself. Like, man, why did you tell this man to run for comptroller when y'all decided not to? Because uh, of daddy issues. Oh, Lord Jesus. Simple as that. Um, yeah, so wild. But also really funny. Because, yes. like, it's a cheap George Washington costume, obviously. And then he had no pants. <laughs> and he's telling her, like, don't touch my hair. And she's like, what? And she's like, you said that to me all the time. And that was yes. funny. That it was, was so really funny. funny. Oh, okay. So, Carrie, she drops by George's place with food. She is shook. Because this place is spacious as hell. It's palatial. It Literally. is full of art. She was like, is this a home or an art gallery? And he's like, this is my home. Um, so she, yeah, was like, oh, I'm here to give you some food because of guilt and like help you with my presentation. I can type. George takes her up on it. They're enjoying some food. And, you know, she admits that she got so much food because she actually thought he was financially struggling. He's like, oh, no, like, I had to pause that card because of fraud. And, yeah, obviously he's doing well for himself. This is not the first app they're trying to sell. It They already did, like, two, I think. So he ain't hurting. And, you know, Carrie, Carrie opens the laptop finally. She's like, let me type. And he... This is the weirdest, the weirdest way to hit on someone, in my opinion, is that he reaches over as if he has to turn on the laptop for her. Like, she doesn't work on a laptop as a writer. And then he's like, tiny wrist. It very gave, like, I skinned you and I put, like, what was it in, in um... Hannibal Lecter, like like I skins you and I wear you or some crap like that. It was disgusting. Um, I hated it, but Carrie obviously wished for it because they start making out. Yeah, yeah. I. That's the weirdest compliment. I don't. 
I don't know why that was the maybe because she's like such a petite woman and he's like very large. I yeah. don't know. It was weird. The heteros be into that a lot, yeah. <laughs> but it's like okay, and it, it gets stopped by George's partner who comes in with dry cleaning, and he. This partner is a nag. But then again, it seems like George is an airhead. Because, like, yeah, what is you doing with your life? So he's like, dude, my dude, we got work to do. What are you doing? It doesn't look like you're working. And Carrie, instead of staying to actually type like she offered, is like, this is my cue to go. As she should have. As she should have. Because it was weird. It's like she walked into the middle of this nagging couple's argument and she was like, okay, well, like, you've done way too much and now you need to beat feet. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Che and Miranda, they go to dinner and Che's talking about their show's going to get tested by random people pulled from Times Square. Miranda reveals, like, um, Naya offered her a new place to stay and Che's like actually uh, anything that's best for you it has been rough so cool with you um, staying elsewhere and the whole scene ends with Che saying curry lingus yeah it's gonna get real interesting from here and it's it's really sad because like Miranda's again doing something she doesn't want to do she's eating really really hot curry because Mm -hmm. or food or something because she's exhausted and she just wants to stay awake it just seems like everything about the situation is making her step out of her comfort zone but not in a good way yeah she it's a lot of self-harming in a way with her doing that it's just like okay but like what's Che doing like Carrie and Miranda they go thrift shopping for a mattress and they have that whole conversation about Steve after that Rock is modeling and it looks like everything's going well Mm -hmm. until Harry shows up in the same costume we saw him earlier. (laughs) He thinks he's so slick. He makes a disgusting comment to one of the workers. It was so weird. I hated it. Again, is Gen X writing this show? They have to be. Because the, he's like, oh, this is, first of all, Rock is completely dressed. It's like a fall campaign. They have on like a hat and a coat and scarves or something. Yeah. They're jumping on a trampoline. It looks very cute. Charlotte is right there. Like no one is even touching Rock or anything. And and Carrie goes slithering up to like the guy who's looking at the screen like, oh, they're going to be used for like sex work. Or something really bizarre and off-putting. Really weird. And I'm like, who's writing this and luckily Charlotte spots Terry and is like get you need to get the f because if Rock sees you they're never going to speak to you ever again yeah you're being weird and you're also dressed in this ridiculous wig yes she's like why do you still have that he's like oh Carrie likes it and I lost the receipt (laughs) he just starts sauntering out trying to be cool and it's like yo you're so weird um but yeah, that's that was wild. Now we get to the test audience, and my god, I could talk about this scene forever. So the the audience loved Tony Danza, loved his glorious uh gray locks. <laughs> but when it comes to Che, a queer person said, Oh, the crying scene made it seem like it was sad to be non-binary. Che feels very affirmed about this. Of like, yeah, I did not want that scene to go down that way. 
But then the person says Che's character felt performative, like a dad joke about non-binary people. And yeah, more people had a lot of things to say about Che's character. And you know what? I am living for these and just like that writers of kind of showing a mirror to what happened in the first season honestly it really I loved it because I I hated it for Che like obviously these are feelings that they had while going through the pilot and like writing and rewriting because they felt like their story was being taken from them and it sucks and Mm -hmm. it was very painful to hear but it also rang authentic like this isn't what they set out to make but it's how it's being delivered because the studio took over it um it it sucked but it was it was good to see what the audience had to think about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't know i don't know what the reviews have been about shay in season two like obviously there's still things that we can't rock with when it comes to their relationship with Miranda. But I think Che alone as a character is great. There's like depth there. There's different um, layers there. And yeah, I think I had a lot of hope with Che being um, entered into the show. And I think there was a lot of disappointment and like, honestly shock with the first season I don't um, but yeah I'm I'm sticking with it because it's at least you're trying I think is a biggie and I think Che's um whole journey with the show is like truly trying to do something different and bring something different to television I agree. I agree. I don't like them with Miranda, but I would have loved to see them as just a part of the Fred group. Yeah, maybe maybe that'll happen. Who mm-hmm. knows? So the next scene is that Che goes home. They're smoking. You can tell that they're really sad. Miranda's actually the one who's ranting about um, these in her opinion, bad opinions about Che's character in the show. And, you know, Che's actually not buying it. Mm-hmm. Che's like, no, this critique came from a queer person. Therefore, mm-hmm. it feels like it has some ground to stand on. And Miranda still wants to be very positive, like, trying to look on the bright side in almost every scenario. And Che's just thinking, first of all, I bought this expensive apartment. <laughs> like what's going to happen if this show does not make it and this could be the end of my career like you don't get that many shots as mm-hmm. like a person of color non-binary person in this industry and you know Miranda is like I'm going to be your cheerleader but it's all too much Che basically ask for space uh they do and i think it shocks miranda because miranda is trying to be very she's never been in this like cheerleader role she's doing everything possible mm-hmm. to root for che but it's not what they need at the time mm-hmm. um and she's like okay like i'll sleep somewhere else tonight and che is like no like i need a few more days than that mm-hmm. and it sucks but everyone i think but miranda could saw it coming yeah in my opinion 
Yeah. Yeah, I wish Miranda in this part would just listen mm-hmm. more than anything and, like, affirm uh, Che's feelings. Like, I think Miranda sees Che as, like, this great person and great comedian. And, like, it, Miranda just is, has so much um, faith in Che. But I think um, that overriding Che's, like, disappointment and, like, just not holding space for them is, like, pretty rough. So, yeah, yeah this is probably the right call, you know? The right call. And again, we'll see what this space means. Um, hopefully it means Miranda focusing on her life and getting, and getting it together. the F out of her apartment. Like, with haste. Yeah. And a talk of, like, are we filing? Like, getting real clear. Because that's not the only thing that needs to get done. Back to Seema. Seema sleeps with Pump Guy again. Seems like it was going well. He finishes... And she doesn't. So she she handles her own business by reaching over, getting her own machine out of a drawer, and starts going to town. And this guy says, not cool. And she was like, but you use your own things. And you still didn't make me come. After you pumped it up. So... She says that this thing was in her dishwasher. Why? That's nasty. And she said dish rack. But also, oh. like, you couldn't put it on a paper towel in the bathroom when yeah. you finish washing. Like, why, why is it in my kitchen? No, it should not be in the kitchen at all. So this guy keeps insisting it's not cool. He walks away. Seema's like, I really do not care. She actually turns that up. <laughs> so, because she's a queen, and she's and, and she's absolutely right. It's like, no, like, I was being open minded, letting you use your apparatus to get you where you needed to go, and you're upset about a vibrator after you did not make me come. Yeah. Please, beat feet. Please go to hell. Yeah. Next, viciously. <laughs> Last scene: Carrie and George. They seem to be moving things along. They're making out. They're about to get undressed. And, of course, the business partner FaceTimes. He actually answers it. In the middle of them, like, their foreplay. Which is so weird. Ridiculous. And this guy is going off about a deck. And he's like, I sent it to you. Turns out this airhead did not send it to him. So this business partner is rightfully angry. And then, like, George leaves to go handle that. Carrie's just sitting there. This phone, the way the business partner, it, when she later calls him basically George's wife, um, and just re-watching, because I always watch a second time, and just hearing this as if it was a wife, and he was just like, I'm not normally like this. Like, she's really creative. It's just, just not responsible. Um, and literally, Carrie's like laying vertically in the bed where George left her. The phone is still on FaceTime, so it's laying <laughs> next to her. And she's like, like listening to this man rant, and she's like easing herself off the bed. It's incredible. Like getting her shoes, getting her purse, getting her jacket. And he's still going on and on about like George is such a nice person, but he like has to get his shit. It was a hot mess. Hot mess. Hot, hot mess. mess. 
but so funny like her crawling I was like yes Sarah Jessica Parker I love the physical comedy here (laughs) it was great yeah she makes her great escape we're never gonna see George again we're never gonna see Pump Guy again Mm -mm. and that's perfectly fine (laughs) and it's really old school sex in the city I thought like it really is about like dating you're trying people out like every man you meet is not gonna be your partner um and you just meet some characters along the way now Mm -hmm. Carrie could have minded her own business after she just admits her urgent care but she was trying to be a nice person she was I bet she won't do that shit again though she probably will she takes a minute to learn lessons. <laughs> but I bet you Seema won't be dealing with nobody with no ED. You no. Know, I bet you that. Well, I also, I don't know. We don't know enough know. about her yet. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. But Seema does seem to go with her instincts. And she tried to double mm-hmm. back after her hairdresser was like, ugh. And she was right. She was dating Joy and the Scammer. Mm-hmm. So she she trusts herself, I think, a lot more than a lot of other characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so do we have what's your BB moment, black, beautiful black moment of this episode? I loved when we saw the guy. I'm pretty like, I'm sure it's not the same guy Samantha Day didn't see, yeah, but he looks so similar. If you guys go back and watch this episode, it's like the one of the only times they have like a black character before Blair Underwood comes in later. Mm -hmm. Like, this man just like comes, looks at Naya, and she's just like, oh, he's beautiful. I was just happy for her, get some fresh sticks, this strand, like, yes. Yes, it was just, it was beautiful. They were enamored with each other. It gave, I lived. Yeah. Mine is um, Herbert and LTW in bed and him being dressed as his iconic (laughs) Broadway character and then ending it with don't touch my hair since that's what you tell me all the time. Very much black. Um, how about our chaotic uh bye moment if we had any? Definitely Miranda banging her leg in the fucking chair or whatever at five o'clock in the morning, having mm-hmm. to go from Hudson Yards back to Brooklyn. Yes. And and Chay being like, Oh, I do want to be at work. Like, Chay, mm-hmm. go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Mine is um chasing Curlingus and like honestly bring up the very real um very real issue of spicy food before queer femme sex. <laughs> that's that's that a real seems, thing. Yeah, that seems actually real bad. Like if that happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to it, scrub your lips for some dove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> 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 <Not> the body chills. <laughs> real bad. Real bad. Yeah, but this was a great episode. Do you have any any hopes? Um, for what's happening next or any last thoughts about this one? I loved it. I love the theme of Halloween. I hope that um, Miranda is able to talk to Steve. Like now that they're on a break with uh, Che, mm-hmm. um, that she talks with Steve and like they have a real, like very real conversation that's been much needed. And I also just like love this for Carrie Seaman and Naya, like being single gals and trying to figure their things out. So I don't have any, and I hope that LTW, like, like her life doesn't crumble because it seems to be on the verge. Easy question would be, should 
Miranda and Shay break up after this situation? The answer is yes. Do we want uh, Miranda and Steve to hook up during this? No, the answer is no. They haven't had sex in like five years or however long, 10 years. Well, maybe you need a little... A little something to no because Steve is the type of man you give him an inch he thinks that you're back together. No, let Steve go find his own apartment near Scout the bar. Let Steve have his own romantic adventure. I'm sure the man would like to have sex with someone. Like let him date. Maybe he already is having sex with someone. You don't think so? He's boxing. Okay, but like think about everything you've known about Steve. Yeah, and he cheated on Miranda. Who's that? Maybe she oh, comes Oh, yeah, he in. did cheat on her. I mean, I'm not saying it was deserved. Like, it's not never acceptable. But yeah. she ain't had fuck, she had fucked that man in, in 385 And years. the same thing. See, we're back here again. Because okay. I'm saying Miranda also cheats on him for the same reason. Okay, okay. Maybe this right. is their marriage. <laughs> Just every so often. You're, 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 you're absolutely right. The issue with their marriage is they should have never been married. They should have been friends. She should have stayed with Blair Underwood until she found out, like, discovered more of her sexuality. Because who turns out Blair Underwood for Steve? And that's no shade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> All right, guys. Let us know in the comments uh, about the separation questions. Should Miranda and Shay break up after this separation or taking time? And should Miranda and Steve actually hook up a little during the separation time um other than that yes thank you so much for listening and or watching again black by reality is on youtube where you can get some of that exclusive youtube comment with tv to table this see this week we are releasing an episode of us doing poached eggs and egg points and salmon inspired by carrie in the very first episode making that so it was really fun and we get a lot more sex in the city talk from someone my partner who has never really watched it <laughs> perfect <laughs> Yes. Uh, I love Jordan. I'm moving in with you guys so you can you can cook for me because you know I'll be cooking. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> come in, come in. We we're always welcoming more people. So yeah. Hope you have a good one. Bye.